You're listening to Keeping It Real with Janine, your guide to living an authentic, healthy life. I'm your hostess, Janine Strong, endeavoring to be a fount of inspiration for today's challenging times. Every two weeks, I have a fun, inspiring conversation with an ordinary person leading an extraordinary life. And today, my conversation is with Rick Wilkes and Kathy Bartuli of Thriving Now. Our topic today is Emotional Freedom Technique, or EFT. Rick Wilkes is an emotional freedom coach, trauma, and pain relief specialist. He has over 24 years of experience. Rick helps clients move out of suffering to a place where they begin to feel calm and confident. From there, he teaches how to shift to vibrational states of thriving in every respect of life. He delights in co-creating with clients in over 77 countries through phone, Skype, and internet. Hi, Rick. Welcome. Well, it's great to be here. Thank you for inviting us. It's wonderful to be co-creating the three of us today. (laughs) I'm looking forward to it. Kathy Bartuli is part of the Thriving Now coaching team. She has a PhD in material science and engineering and a master's in physics. In her skilled use of EFT, she helps clients peel away layer after layer until they get to their hidden core issue. Then she softly yet directly focuses energy upon the issue and not only helps it to shift, but also helps her clients gain insight in the process. Hi, Kathy. How are you? Welcome. Oh, thanks so much for having us. I always love talking about the subject. It's made such a difference in my world. Oh, that's awesome. Well, you know, I found EFT, uh, let's see, I found EFT probably around 95. And um, I used it quite a bit. And I've noticed that on and off throughout the years, I just forget about it. And it's so valuable. It, I think maybe it's just too easy. It's so simple. It seems like, <laughs> how can something so simple and easy really work that well? <laughs> I, I think that our society in general, we think things have to be complex or there has to be decades of research with uh, double-blind studies to have something be officially working. And the thing is, with EFT, people can just try it and see if it makes a difference for them. For me, it literally saved my life. I was really struggling at the time, and I have a sexual abuse history, so I was just Mm. really mired in the shame and the blame that a lot of of survivors struggle with. Mm And I could not shift. I'd done 20 years of talk therapy. I'd tried a whole bunch of different things, including EMDR, and um, just nothing seemed to work. Nothing was really making that shift. I understood it intellectually, but I wasn't living the difference. Right. And once, you know, the first time I tried EFT, a whole layer shift shifted. And I was like, oh, now I'm hooked. Now I want to find out more about this because it did make such a difference so quickly. Oh, I'm so excited for you because I know um, abuse is, it's endemic in in, in society. Um, and I'm actually amazed. When I was in nursing school, we, uh, a bunch of us got together and we were talking about our histories and our background. And I was the only one in my class who didn't have an abusive childhood. I couldn't believe it. I yeah. I thought, wow, I used to think I was the normal one. I'm the abnormal one. <laughs> and, you know, and, and you're right. We, 
we get to the point where we, we understand it all intellectually, but we're still holding it in our body. And yes. EFT is so valuable for releasing it. What about you, Rick? How did, how did you come to EFT? Well, as you said, we're still holding things in our body. I had gone to massage school. I was starting as a professional massage therapist in addition to being a technology person as well. And I noticed that there were times where what someone was holding deeply in their body, whether it was abuse or a car accident that came out of nowhere or a relationship that suddenly ended, that that our body bears that burden until we connect to it. And I do believe that the essence of EFT tapping is to tune into our body, be honest about what is alive in us, what we're feeling, even if it doesn't make logical sense, even if we're a little embarrassed about the words that come out or the attitudes that we're feeling. And then we give that energy a direction toward acceptance, toward acknowledgement, respecting our journey. And we're also then stimulating acupoints that have been used for thousands of years. And these natural comfort points, natural comfort points are places on the body where when we stimulate them, it seems to have an effect on the more primal parts of the brain that, that hold on to traumatic associations and are so trying to avoid it happening again that it can freeze us up and lock us up and keep us stuck. And I wanted something that I could, I could teach other people to use so that I wasn't the gatekeeper. I wanted something that allowed people to have it at their fingertips, whether they used it once and that was enough or whether they found that using it every day helped them feel more stable and more like themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And I think that's just a really important point because when I was doing conventional therapy, I would go, I had a session a week or session twice a week. I would leave and there was no way for me to really work to clear things or to soothe myself. I just had to kind of grit my teeth and, and suffer through until the next session. Whereas EFT especially if you're just using it to calm yourself down and and you're not going down deep rabbit holes of trauma, um, anyone can do this and it will help the body release some of the energy and feel calmer and more grounded. Mm -hmm. Yes. I had a coaching practice, a life coach practice years ago, and I did up a couple of PDFs with all the points. Uh, I think it was from Gary Craig's manual, actually. And I would send that to people and show them how to do this so that in between sessions, they have something concrete that they can do and be self-reliant. Yeah, which is very empowering. Part of the problem around anxiety and trauma is person, the person feels powerless. Mm-hmm. That by definition, trauma is when our system is overwhelmed, it can't respond to whatever's coming at us, and our survival brain, our, our primitive brain, becomes triggered and feels like we can't fight uh, fight. We can't flee away. We can't run away. We can't fight it. So we freeze and then just get stuck in our system. And when we start feeling a little more power and ability to at least soothe ourselves, that calms the energy down and gives our, our survival brain an avenue for healing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and I've been finding lately, I, I've been doing it in the shower in the morning. 
I think uh-huh. it, I know. I thought, why don't I start the day right with just you know whatever whatever I'm looping, whatever I'm hanging on to. Let's see if we can let's see if we can just kind of let go of this and start the day neutral. Yeah. Well, Rick often shares in sessions or like we do group coaching. Mm-hmm. He recommends drinking a lot of water during the day because that helps flush our you know toxins out of our system. But then you have an excuse to go to the restroom. No one's going to question you running to the restroom. And while you're in there, you can just tap a couple rounds. And the really, the we often say the words out loud to help focus us in, but it's not necessary. We can say them in our head, right? Or we can just feel the the emotions. And so every time you you kind of teach yourself, you tap a couple rounds, and then you come out and wash your hands and go back to work. Um, that gives you a really good excuse to to take care of yourself. I love it. I had never thought of that. I'm going to have to uh, incorporate that into my routine. So where does emotional freedom technique come from? Well, it has a a longer history. A a person named Roger Callahan, who was working with people with intense phobias, Mm. um, started connecting the dots. And he wasn't the only one at the time that was looking at uh, Chinese medicine, acupressure, acupuncture, how how does the ener- energy field get impacted? What can we do if we use needles? Can we use fingers? Is there a formula? And so he created something called TFT. And then Gary Craig came along and said, could we do this simpler? And what he did is instead of using complicated formulas, like if you're feeling grief, do this set, he just tapped all the points. And he found that it worked, and it worked just as well. In fact, it worked, I feel, in a very direct, simple way so that you can be more in tune with the feelings that are coming up rather than getting all intricate with the process. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And so, and so since then, that was in the, the 90s, there have been hundreds of thousands of people um, in our in, in, in certain events online, we can have 400, 500, 600,000 people around the world that are trying this on because we're all looking for stress relief. Um, stress has an has a impact on our body. It has an impact on our relationships. And to have something that we can do that, that brings relief is great. And since then, there have been people that have done the research. There are some... Um, some controlled studies. There's an increasing base of controlled studies. They've been working on it with with people that have very intense intrusive traumas and they're seeing significant relief. Um, and, you know, Kathy and I have touched the lives of thousands of people ourselves through our work. And, and this is part of, I believe, the a movement toward tending to the emotional world. And I I think that all of us who are in the healing arts, whether you're helping people to meditate and get back in their body and their breath, or you're teaching mindfulness and you're practicing that, yoga and other things, it's a time of emotional world environmentalism is rising. And so tapping is one of the aspects of this that lets us both come together in circles and share benefit and also to be in our own space and our own privacy and our own safety and acknowledge what's alive for us. And so over the past decades, we've seen this 
strengthen. And I also like the fact that we've moved from the, gee, wow, isn't this great? Look how quickly it can heal this, um, which I think a lot of healing arts will <laughs> or techniques go through. That mm-hmm. now it's viewed, I, it's like emotionally washing my hands. I mean, that's why I, I offer that, that if, if you go to the restroom, washing your hands is good hygiene and tending to your emotional world is good hygiene. And that's the way I I wanted something that would let me be more emotionally Mm -hmm. self-managed. And Mm -hmm. it's made a huge difference in, in reducing how I react and I can be more in response, especially a heart centered response. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like that. So the idea of not being reactive, but being responsive, which means you're being responsible for your response. (laughs) Yeah, we have a primitive brain. It gets first crack at everything. Mm -hmm. And we know from meditation that those that meditate extensively will have a different kind of response in their nervous system and in their biochemistry than someone who doesn't. But And... I meditate, but tapping gives me something that, just a brief story, mm-hmm. I used to really respond like I was a trapped, a trapped animal in mm-hmm. the car okay. when I suddenly was in traffic, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. So like if I was trying to get someplace and all of a sudden there was a traffic jam, my primitive brain took over and I would almost mm-hmm. do anything, a shortcut that took me 90 miles out of my way um, was preferable to being stuck. And I, I had just been learning tapping. I started tapping the points. I started cussing, <laughs> feeling, feeling more deeply into this feeling of wasting my life in traffic. Mm-hmm. And, and after about three or four minutes, I noticed my body was changing. And after about another one or two minutes, I started laughing. Now, since then, I have never had the same reaction. Wow. And what I've noticed is there are times over the years where traffic starts to get to me a little bit more, and I'll spruce things up a little bit. I'll, you know, it's like like cleaning the deck, you know, after the mold and mildew kind of forms on it. So I would tap some more. And I've noticed that traffic now is not, I'm not delighted, but I will more likely turn on a podcast and relax into it and be in a more chill space. Mm -hmm. And, and that's because my nervous system had a, had a relationship to traffic, which didn't serve me. And by consciously shifting that, I now had a different, more chosen relationship with traffic. Which is so powerful. Absolutely. I just love how self-empowering this is. It, it really, it's not, you know, once you learn the technique, which is easy to learn, um, you're not relying on someone else, someone outside of you to help you. I want to say something about that, though, too. Yeah. Um, a lot of relationship kinds of trauma occurred in the presence of someone who wasn't safe. Okay. who was even cruel mm-hmm. or, or worse. Mm-hmm. And to go there by yourself, I believe, is, is very empowering. 
and also that there is a, a deep value in having someone who's safe, who can hold that space. Mm-hmm. I know for me, having the things that happened in my childhood, that having someone who could hold that space while I was there allowed me to be seen and witnessed and helped. Mm-hmm. It's why I chose to be a coach. I just I don't just teach tapping. There are things that by going there together, you know, I've witnessed Kathy going going places with with individuals that have never shared their secret mm-hmm. that have been causing them deep distress. And to be held by someone who has the capacity of her heart and her softness and her skill mm-hmm. is irreplaceable. And that's why I believe in coming together as circles. I believe that that one of the things I want to see more of is us being able to hold this emotional space together, mm-hmm. not just on one with professionals, which is sometimes the best safe space for someone. And also, you know, there's there's other movements like circling, and I think tapping goes really well with being in groups. I, I know that there are some groups that are um, in the traditional 12-step model that there are people that have spread tapping there because they tap while someone else is talking because the, what they're saying is bringing up stuff in their body and mm, vice versa. Mm-hmm. So that's my – I wanted to say that this is not just a self-help tool. It is. It can be for community and for deep healing of relationship things where where we really could have used someone to hold our hand um, and be gentle with us and present with us back then. Mm-hmm. And so having it now is important too. Yes. Thank you. Well, I think there's... No, oh, go I'm ahead, sorry. Kathy. No, go ahead. Sure. I think it's really important also to say there's places we shouldn't go by ourselves. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of, uh, some of the abuse I suffered was really violent. Mm-hmm. And while I could certainly soothe the stuff around there, going to a place where I might freeze again or have a lot of energy coming up around something, it's much better to have a coach, someone to hold your hand, guide you, kind of help you unfreeze if you if you get stuck. Mm-hmm. We have a whole, we have a, a document and that recording on how, what happens if you need to ground, if you, if you get triggered, because we found that too, so many people that have that freeze response will go back there um, if, if something reminds them of that. So we have a whole series of things to help people step out of that triggered response. You can find that at thrivingnow.com forward slash grounding. Um, And that's just free. We want people to be able to, I know what it's like to feel triggered or super anxious and not just feeling overwhelmed. And the anxiousness, unfortunately, there's a biofeedback loop. If we get anxious, our heart rate goes up and our breathing gets more shallow, Mm -hmm. which tells Mm -hmm. our brain that there's more danger, which then our brain tells our body there's more danger and this loop goes on and we can get stuck there. Mm -hmm. And that's not, it it actually can re-traumatize us in some ways because we're associating new things with triggers and scare and feeling overwhelmed. So if, if you have deep trauma, if you have a lot, a series of smaller traumas, it might be really helpful to get someone either to hold space for you while you tap or work with a coach. Um, Rick and I do work with people all over the world. It's really fun because we can use Skype and reach people that might, you know, we've worked with people everywhere because they may not have a practitioner locally. Mm -hmm. 
I <clears throat> excuse me. I hear both of you, and I I just wanted to say that I think it's a yes and conversation because I I don't I don't think I meant it to mean that you don't need someone, but it, it, uh, at least with the tapping, you're doing it yourself. Even if you're working yes. with a coach, uh, working with a with a friend, someone to hold space to help you to help guide you, you're you're still being empowered by doing the tapping yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah that makes it that much more powerful because you're not handing over um, your your power to someone else. You're even if you're using a coach or someone to help you, there's nothing wrong with that at all. In fact, I can, I can see where that can be more, uh, more efficacious, even but, um, but the fact that you're a part of it, and you have your role is absolutely, yeah, very empowering. Mm-hmm. So, so how does it work? I love, by the way, your e- your recent email for tapping for doubting that it works. <laughs> I thought that was great. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, it's so ironic, but it does work. Um, so I love the way Rick explains we're, we're touching natural comfort spots on our body where there's actually the, the, the system, they call it meridians, are actually more active, more electrically active. They've actually studied this scientifically. Um, so it's a spot where the body is actually more receptive to taking information in. And they've done these really, I'm a, I'm a PhD engineer, so I geek out about this, but they've done FTIR studies where they've um, uh, they've looked at the brain, what, what areas light up in the brain, and um, they see that the the primitive brain, the amygdala, the hippocampus, where a lot of these traumas get stored or these old beliefs get stored, is very active. And it seems to be communicating with the, the cognitive part of our brain, our thinking part of our brain. So things that are kind of stored as illogical beliefs that we might have gotten when we were a child or during the middle of trauma, our cognitive, our thinking brain can go in and go, oh, that doesn't make sense. Let's update that. Let's upgrade our, our, our coding, if that makes sense, the coding that makes us behave certain ways. Um, so it's really, in fact, Rick and I get most excited when a, a client says, this doesn't make any sense because we know that there's probably something stuck in the primitive brain that's causing them to act in ways they don't, that don't make sense to them and feel very frustrating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, would um, I mean if someone was going to an acupuncturist and and they used needles, would that would it do the same, or is there something about the tapping that is important? Well, the tapping has a particular structure, and there are some acupuncturists that look at what we're doing and they are somewhat baffled because <laughs> uh-huh. we're not use we're using the points as natural comfort points, not using them in the traditional sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so in tapping, you tune into, let's say an emotion that you're having, you're, let's say you're feeling anxious and I ask, well, where are you feeling that in your body? And we can all do that. Where, where might we be feeling some anxiety in our body? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, for a lot of people, it's in the upper chest or throat. Right. For some, it's across the forehead. Some are feeling it down in their belly or their mm. toes. Or And once you've tuned into the body 
that way, we've just taken one big step because a lot of different healing modalities start with tuning into the body. Mm-hmm. In meditation, we tune into the breath and noticing that. By tuning into the body, we've just connected some awareness circuits. Okay. And the next thing is you can get a sense for how big that anxiety, let's say, is. Zero to ten. Zero, not even feeling a whisper of anxiety. Mm-hmm. And ten is it's as anxious as it, my body can tolerate. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, and again, it's not about being perfect, which is great. <laughs> it's, it's activating a, an awareness circuit in our body. It's like, oh, zero to 10. You can guess. Mm-hmm. So like in my body, I'm here. I'm, I'm talking to you. There's a little anxiety in my lower throat. It's okay. maybe a three. It's a little three. Okay. For some people, they've had a bad day when and they're listening to us, and it might be a seven, mm-hmm. eight. So then, given that information at a very basic level, we can we can af- we can use an affirmation, a setup statement. They call it in EFT tapping. Okay. And different from an affirmation, like a lot of people are taught, like instead of, inst- in, you know, you notice that you're anxious and you say, I am calm and confident. Now, <laughs> a part of me feels like I'm, if you've ever had a child say that they're hungry mm-hmm. and, and you were, imagine telling them, you're not hungry. You have all the energy and vitality you need to tap into. You know, there's, there's a certain amount of disrespect <laughs> for the part of us, whether it's the inner child or, you know, just, hey, we tuned in. There's some anxiety there. An affirmation that denies that actually I find works, does not work in my body. Mm-hmm. So our our setup statement says, even though I've got anxiety in my, say, base of the throat, mm-hmm. and the standard s- statement is, I deeply and completely accept myself. Mm-hmm. And we say that while we're stimulating the side of the hand. It's been called the karate chop point. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. the industry is moving to calling it the side of the hand, but both it's along the side, pinky side of the hand and you'd use your fingers on the other hand to tap about with the same pressure that you would if you were tapping on a table, right. not as a woodpecker trying to get through the wood, but just to <laughs> make a little nice, nice noise. Yeah. And that's and the say, fleshy part, the fleshy part below your little fingers. And again, with the meridian lines run all over the body, so it's not something that you have to have perfect. Thank and goodness. be providing people with a link um, at thrivingnow.com slash tapping. We have our tapping chart and manual. Yes, but, and may so, I suggest before you go on that if you're at home, listeners, and you'd like to follow along, stop the recording right now. Go to, would you say the, uh, the link again, Rick, please? Thriving now dot com slash tapping t-a-p-p-i-n-g okay and there, great and there's charts there so you can see what we're talking about and you can follow along 
Great. Okay. Yeah, and I, and again, so here we are tapping along the side of the hand, and we just state, even though I have this anxiety in my, and wherever it is in my chest, I deeply and completely accept myself. And you might do that two or three times. Okay. Okay. And then we typically go to the very top of the head. Like if you imagine a string pulling the top of your head, it's right up there. And then you just remind yourself what you're focused on, this anxiety in my chest. And you'd state it aloud or in your head. Mm -hmm. And then going to the beginning of the eyebrow, like in the center where your nose is, just a little bit over and tap with two fingers, Mm -hmm. this anxiety in my chest. (sighs) And you can make some noise. Mm (sighs) and then we go to the side of the eye where the bone is Mm -hmm. if you imagine the eyeball and extend it out until you reach the bone not so far out that you're in the temple area this anxiety in my chest and then under the eye there's a bone too Mm -hmm. and you tap gently there with a couple fingers this anxiety in my chest you tap six, seven, eight, nine, two, three times. Remember, it's it's not doesn't have to be perfect. Such relief. Mm-hmm. And then under the nose, kind of halfway between the where the nose ends and the lip begins. This anxiety in my chest. And then the chin area is between the lip and the end of the chin, about the midway part this anxiety in my chest. Mm -hmm. The collarbone points are like if you go to the base of the throat and you have that little knob of the collarbones on either side, Mm -hmm. you go down into the fleshy part. Now, these are my favorite. These are called (laughs) the collarbone points. They're connected um, to the kidneys, the adrenal system. And I often thump these, like if my airplane gets canceled and I'm <laughs> in Atlanta and I don't want to be in Atlanta, I will tap these even right there in the line and just say this anxiety. And use my... all your fingers there so you, you get it yep. all. Yeah. You can also just take your hand and pat yourself like you're burping a child, but <laughs> <laughs> kind of. And then under the arm, it's about mid-bra line. On, I usually cross my hand over. It's about mid-bra line on women, Mm -hmm. about three or four inches below the armpit itself. Mm -hmm. This anxiety in my chest. And then at the top of the head, you could say that again, but I also, I will typically say, and I accept myself anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. (laughs) And then take a breath and just, and just notice. (sighs) And here's a little trick. Sometimes we've been shoving down so much anxiety that you can actually feel the anxiety more. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we'll just start settling. This is a good time to do a grounding exercise like Kathy pointed to, feel gravity working. Mm -hmm. And activate those awareness centers again. See if the feeling is still exactly in your body where it was. Like mine's moved up a little mm-hmm. and zero to 10. How does it feel? Mine's gone down a bit. I'm about a one and a half. Mm-hmm. 
Now you can be more specific. You can describe this like clenching rage in my in my bowels. You can you can talk about the the disgust in your knee. Your body it, there's no right or wrong. Disgust isn't always held in the knee or in the stomach. Mm-hmm. It can be in your nostrils. It can be anywhere. Energy is is moving and circulating in your body, and where it gets stuck, we tend to become aware of it. And there's so much more to the essentials of tapping that we can we can do and we can use as a very simple way. I really like we're tuning into our body. Mm-hmm. That's really helpful in and of itself. Yes. We're giving we're giving a feeling, a description, and maybe it's emotional, maybe it's like just general like fear. And we're 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 checking in on how big it feels. A lot of times when people say, I'm so scared, and I ask them, Well, how scared are you? A four. <laughs> yeah, because our primitive brain thinks in scared, not scared. The other part that Kathy had pointed to can actually determine, well, this is a four. It sucks. Four sucks. <laughs> Being scared at a four is not fun. It's not neutral, but it's not an 11. Right. And by tuning in there and going through this process and accepting ourselves, um, and even you can play around with that. I Sometimes people are in the process of accepting themselves or just say, and that's where I am right here, right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Okay. So now I've got a few questions for you guys. Uh, one, as you're going through tapping the points, if, if something else comes, pops into your head uh, besides what your original statement is, it's okay to, to change it up, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes we, we kind of pile things like if you imagine a file cabinet and we're putting things together, we may have something associated with it that wants to get cleared. And it will often come up. And if we can clear, say we, we're a little kid and we, we have an association with creativity gets me in trouble. And there was a time when we were finger painting and we got all over our nice new dress. <laughs> and then another time when we were so proud of ourselves of pouring that grape juice all by ourselves and we were running to tell our mom and we spilled it all over the living room floor. Those might have gotten shoved into the same quote unquote file cabinet in our heads, even though to an adult they're like, those aren't really the same thing. Mm-hmm. But if they're holding us back from trying new things or being creative, they could well be associated and it's wonderful to just, I often keep a pen and paper nearby, whether I'm working with a client or with, just by myself and I'll jot down the associated thing, make sure the first thing is cleared and then kind of go down that new line to make sure that's cleared out too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it can be layers, right? Yes. Yes. Many layers. Um, yeah. And I think sometimes people feel a little discouraged but there really are only so many. I've had a lot of clients say, if I start crying, it will never stop. I will never run out of tears. And I'm like, it may feel like that. And let's tap on that. And there's only so much grief. We can clear it out. We can we can honor what we need to, to honor and, and let that go. And life will probably bring us more grief because we're human. But we'll, we will just be dealing with the current experience rather than the 20 experiences that leave us just heart-wrenched every time a little thing happens. Right, 
Right. We may not be able to change the outer experience that's triggering us, but we certainly have ability to change how we respond and, and yes. what happens to us inside of our body. Yeah. And and it doesn't have to be specific from my experience. I, I for some reason, I've got this clear picture of myself when I lived in Traverse City, Michigan, sitting at the bottom of my stairs in the house and just crying, just feeling hopeless and overwhelmed. And I started tapping and it wasn't about anything specific, but it was just like the, the straw broker, you know, and, and I just tapped and tapped and it, it didn't take long at all, a few minutes. And I just, the, the, the emotion just like it, it was like a wave that went through me. It was gone. I took a nice deep breath. I felt composed and I felt like I could move on. I, the whole point is to be with the emotions and what what's coming up. So a lot of humans have learned to disassociate, dissociate, and we have thoughts about things, but we're not connected to the feelings. Mm -hmm. So we use the words to tune us in, and we try to be specific about the words because we tend to numb ourselves out. But if we're already in the emotion, if we're already feeling it, it's right there. Just tapping through is wonderful. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to speak to something Rick said earlier about how sometimes it can get more intense initially. Mm. My analogy is if you've ever worn shoes that are too tight, <laughs> you kind of numb out after a while. And then if you take them off, initially it feels like, oh, relief. And then it feels like, oh, my God, because all the blood is running there and you're feeling all the feelings. So, so for some people like, oh, it's I'm broken or it doesn't work for me. And I'm like, no, it's working perfectly. The blood is flowing to areas that have been shut down forever. Let's get some blood flow there and let those areas heal. Clear that out. It's not actually a sign anything's wrong. Mm -hmm. And I found that after I, I don't have to think about taking a deep breath. I just naturally do it. My body just wants to take a nice, big, deep breath. You train yourself. It feels good, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's, Absolutely. Yeah. So we typically start, Rick, Rick when he led you through that, he, we start with the, the karate chop on the side of the hand and then go top to bottom on our body because it's easy for people to remember. Mm -hmm. If I'm upset and I'm in a meeting, um, I will often feel like maybe my collarbone point really, I, I will actually feel, my body will ask for relief and I will notice that I want to rub that spot or the, my chin or the eyebrow point. And it's really easy to do that if you're in a meeting or with other people because it just looks like you're like thinking harder or <laughs> considering something. So you can just listen to what your body is wanting in the moment. <laughs> I love that. Now, you've added top of the head. You've added top of the head and I've noticed you're not doing the finger points. Yeah, Gary added the top of the head. Um, uh, Later on, he ended oh. at the top of the head. Um, for a while there, uh, a lot of people start and end. I like the feeling of starting and ending at the top of the head, but mm. sometimes I'll start at the eyebrow point. Um, the finger points never do very much for me. <laughs> and the nine gamut is complicated to try to do right. over. And it's uh, it, it came from another place. So we're we're looking for ways to simplify. I like the circuit approach of like, top of the head down. But mm -hmm. Carol, look, for example, one of uh, Kathy and my colleagues, she always starts at the eyebrow and ends at the top of the head. So um, yeah, there's, 
there are other points on the body. I have people that tap, you know, on the inside of inside and outside of above the ankle, and um, there are places, you know, again, there are hundreds of acupoints that that can be available. Mm-hmm. And and I I want to amplify what Kathy said. I love the idea that you can hold these points, you can gently massage them. And you'll notice once you start tapping that people are doing this all the time. They're rubbing these points without realizing what they're doing because it brings them some relief. If you see someone who's a bit anxious, they'll often like have their hands underneath their armpits. When someone gets a shock, their hand goes right over the collarbone points. It doesn't go to the, the throat to protect it. It goes to right there at mm-hmm. the base of the throat where... Um, we are engineered to connect with 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 shocks and difficulties and balance our system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you find you don't need the you don't need the finger points. I use them only in meetings if I need to do something like calm myself down beneath it, like my hands are underneath the desk or something, mm-hmm. or I can just interlace my fingers and just kind of stimulate there. Um, I do tell people that need to be in public where they might be upset to try to use those, but otherwise we don't use them as part of the general coaching. Mm-hmm. Well, may as well keep it as simple as possible. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't know about the top of the head part. And I, so what I've been doing lately following learning it from you guys is at the end, just saying, let's see, what have I been doing? Kind of a generalized all is well. I'm at peace and calm. Mm-hmm. Kind of so, so whatever for whatever I'm tapping on, just it it kind of brings it all to a everything's everything's fine, everything's good, I'm okay. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, I think that just stimulating the points and reminding our body that we can release energy is really powerful. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you use this in a group situation? I I think that's awesome for people because there might be some people who would like to try this, but they, you know, they just, they don't really feel confident. How do you work with groups? Well, what we do is often we're we're taking a particular subject or one person will step forward. And because we're human and we, we have this palette of emotions that we all feel, I might be working with one person and everyone else on their own is is tuning into their own body and tapping along. And Gary Craig used to call it borrowing benefits. Mm-hmm. I I feel it's it's very different it, it's deeper and richer than that. We are we are part of a community that are empathizing and aware. I believe that tapping with other people's emotional states makes us more resilient human beings out in the world. It allows us to, to have been present with something like terror, a feeling of terror that's mm-hmm. not actually in the moment, but it's something that was very real for this person and we're engaging it together. Mm-hmm. And that means that when a friend or your child tells you about something that was terrifying for them, you've actually become more resilient. And this is one of the real benefits of working in a group. We we might focus in on one person. We might focus in on a particular thing like, hey, let's all bring the thing that we crave. And we all bring, you know, oh, chips and oh, there's some chocolate cake. Oh, there's more chocolate cake. There's more chocolate cake. We've got a lot of chocolate cake craving going on. And we'll we'll tune into where in our body do we feel that craving and we'll tap together. 
and we'll maybe go around and then you notice that the energy has shifted and you become more mindful with what you what we're all eating cool. and i think yeah so if somebody wants to do this with you and maybe in a group or one-on-one what would they do well thrivingnow.com slash circle is our group program it's available now on a, a sliding a gliding scale and we've been doing this for over a decade um, and it's designed to help people who really benefit from having a circle of support and engagement um, it's for a lot of people safe emotional processing is not something that they've experienced mm-hmm. in their lives mm-hmm. and so that's what we bring it together we we help people get in tune with tapping we celebrate we laughter and tears are both welcome <laughs> and we meet by zoom video conferencing and some people leave their camera off and other people call in by phone and that's that's what we do and we make it affordable and a regular kind of engagement there's also a resource library that's available to them as well and Kathy and I do very specific subjects like we just did one on repeating habits and others on what our primitive brain does to us around people these are things that all of us who want to be out in the emotional world it's like if you go out in nature you need to be aware of ticks and sunburn (laughs) and and the beautiful sights that are available and if you're going to be in the emotional world there are ticks and there are sunburn (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, anger and other stuff that we also need to learn so okay great and if somebody would like to have a one-on-one session with either of you how how would they connect Um, thrivingnow.com there's a a link that says schedule a session and that can tell them more and kathy also has her own a very potent website on intimacy Mm. called the intimacy dojo d-o-j-o.com and I do programs over there with her. We, we've been collaborating now. We love co-creating. And um, for people that are really are wanting to focus on sex and intimacy, theintimacydojo.com. Mm-hmm. Would you like to add anything, Kathy, there? I, I just want to thank you for, for having us and letting us talk about this because I just wish everybody at least knew that the EFT existed and then there's a way for them to calm their body. So I think you're doing such a beautiful service, sharing different ways people can get healing. And um, it's always a pleasure to get together with Rick and, and talk about this. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate the work you guys are doing. I'm so glad I found you on the internet because I think what you're doing, you're taking EFT to the next level. And um, and it, it can only, only benefit humanity. So. I appreciate what you're doing. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, guys. I know that you have uh, other conversations that you have to get to. Uh, this could this could go on and on, but people can definitely go to your website and learn more and benefit. So thank you, Rick. Thank you, Kathy. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening, and thank you so much, Rick Wilkes and Kathy Bartuli, for taking time to share the emotional freedom technique with us. 
The podcast website is realjanine.com, where you can listen to and download episodes. Sign up for the podcast bi-weekly blog newsletter to keep up on new episodes, archives, life updates, and healthy recipes. And remember, once again, Janine is J-A-N-E-A-N. To subscribe to Keeping It Real with Janine, please go to iTunes or your favorite podcast provider. And you can now also listen to this podcast on YouTube. You can find it by typing in Real Janine. Please go to YouTube and subscribe. Do you know someone who would benefit from my conversation with Rick and Kathy? I know you do. EFT can help anyone, everyone. Please share the love. Thanks for listening. Take care and be well.